Okay. But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. I was a child trying to be a man. I walked out on my only son. I led you in your mother's hands. And now I'm standing right here with tears, with tears streaming from my eyes. See your mother raised to find a man. And I know I missed so much of a life. That's right. Listen to the 883 WXUT after further review in David's home or Pappy's home, as they like to say. So let's welcome David, the man of God Harris here on 88.3 WXUT's after further review. David, you said you wanted to get the hate out. Get that hate out, man. Yeah, so... Notre Dame did not deserve to win that game, and I think the Rockets the Rockets were the better team last weekend in South Bend. Now, obviously, if you're ever going to look at the score and say, you know, you know it doesn't matter at the end when zeros are on the clock, that's all that matters. And yes, to a certain degree, yes. But if you really – and to kind of preface, I wasn't able to watch the game, but I listened to the game courtesy of the Notre Dame broadcast. So I was listening to the radio, and they're play-by-play in color. And – the way that they're broadcasting the game from Notre Dame, they're nervous for us. Even going, like even going into the half, knowing that we are up. You look at kind of all the highlight shows in retrospect. They're like, oh, upset brewing in South Bend. The Rockets, the Rockets, Rockets. You know, this team that across the country, they're like, oh, who's this little Mac school? You know, little sister Lepore. You know, coming getting their butt whipped by Notre Dame. But if you really kind of go back to the game, forcing three turnovers, where we always talk about defense, make a play, make a play, make them nervous, make Notre Dame have to kind of get inside their own heads for a little bit, mess with them. We did that. Ball control. We controlled the clock for over 30 minutes. That's a winning success. I talked about last week, Kobach is going to have to, you know, if he has over 100 yards, he wins. He had, you know, he had 110 yards on the ground for the Rockets. That should have been, or, or 114 yards on 20 carries. That's a recipe for success. Bradley didn't really make that many bad throws, but he played a mistake-free game for the most part. That's a recipe for success. And so you think about all of that, combined with the fact that we played you know, we made Notre Dame have to work for it in the fourth quarter. I think all that combined leads us to kind of where I have two questions kind of sticking, about, sticking back, obviously, with the results in hand. When Ryan Kobach scores that touchdown, that pass from Card Bradley to get us to 24-22, I understand wanting to go for two tie-ins. But I think the defense had been playing so well, even knowing that Notre Dame had seemingly taken momentum with their touchdown pass the drive before. 
I think you kick the extra point there. Make just make it twenty two or twenty three, twenty four, knowing that your defense has been playing well, and then also knowing that in a late game situation, if you're able to get a stop, which we were able to do, knowing that it's kind of a defensive kind of battle in the second half, if you get a stop, get a score, then that puts even more pressure on Notre Dame. And so the second thing, and it's been talked about, and we've talked about it as we've seen similar instances over the years. If you're Daquan Finn, I understand you want to score the touchdown. Great moment, you score a touchdown against Notre Dame. But I think that was just a freshman error. you got to go down at the one, kill the clock, survive the win. But I can't blame Finn for that one. Because that's in the moment you're not thinking go down, you're thinking score. We see this in the pros all the time. Do you, you know, off the bootleg run, do you go down at the one, kill some clock, or do you take the score? Yes, their defense has played well, but if you have a chance to ice the game right there, knowing that you had scored so quickly, or you've gotten down the field so quickly, that's one of those things where kind of it's a what if, but again, I just chalked that up to freshman kind of the jitters, the moment he really got to him and he wanted to score the touchdown, which I don't blame him. He wanted to score a touchdown instead of thinking about kind of the the larger picture. But again, that goes down to you know, second you know, he's a freshman. So but yeah, I think the Rockets and Coach Candle said after the game, kind of, you know, kids they won't hang, hang their heads in shame by any means. Your Notre Dame came out, they did what they had to do to win. Obviously, on the other side, Chip Kelly was saying, hey, you know, Rockets are a great team. We forced them into mistakes. They have a, they are not a number eight ranked team in the country by any means. They're just there because of the name and everyone else lost. But, yeah, I think overall, if you look at the balance of how the game went and how great the Rockets played, I think we, we were unfortunate to be on the losing end of that game. Well, I'm looking at the possession of the time. They beat them out by not even a, almost 50 seconds, actually. Less than almost 40, 48 seconds. Uh, the Rockets had the ball for 30, 30 minutes, 4 seconds. And Notre Dame had 29.56. Um, red zone chances, 4 out of 4, 2 out of 2 for Notre Dame. Um, third down conversion, 7 of 17, 8 of 14 for Notre Dame. So usually those are the stats when we used to do the football games. You know, those were pivotal stats to look at when trying to determine not whether you get a winner or not. Um, I, I thought the Rockets played really well. Finn, I don't blame him for scoring. I, I, I just think I understand what some football guys were saying. Well, go out, of, you know, out at the one, eat some clock, and bring the field goal team in. But – <laughs> most competitive football players will tell you that sometimes they don't want to leave the game in the the, the kicker's foot, and yeah. you know you you look at it. It's, it's hindsight is twenty twenty. I say go for the score. I always think that if you got the guaranteed score, go for the score. You don't know what's going to happen on the next play. Somebody could mess up the 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 snap. The the placeholder could drop the ball. Someone misses their block. Someone gets through the gap from Notre Dame and they block the field goal. And then people look back and say, well, Finn should have went in and scored. It was the guaranteed score and the defense was playing well. And we could have got a stop. And you, 
just go for the score and then let the defense stop him. I mean, I you know I understand that some people maybe thought well he was just looking to score against Notre Dame, but me as looking at it, I, I want the, the guaranteed. And if there's open field and ain't no one coming after him, go in there and get the score. Period. You get the score. You got the lead. You know, uh, a little bit too much time, but at the same time, though, the, the the Rockets pretty much let them march down the field too quickly either. So I think that the key, the key is the penalties, which has been kind of a, a downfall for this Rockets team, especially under Coach Candle, the, the, the discipline and stuff that where they just get key penalties that just kill drives or you know it sets them back and I think if the Rockets can clean that up it'll be a great season I mean if the Rockets really clean that up with the penalties this could be the only loss of the year for them possibly we all know a lot of seniors came back got that extra year back they're very talented they're experienced they've shown that they can compete on the large stage um, especially on the road so like I said if they can clean that up uh, I think this will be a great season, a great comeback season from the COVID year, from the year before. But that's what's killed this Rockets team the last two or three years, though, is just big games and penalties at the wrong time. That's just what it has killed. I think it's killed Toledo, and that's why I think they lost. And we talked about this last week, too, the Norfolk State game. You know, yeah, they, they blew them out. I mean, they were the more talented team, but the penalties were all over the place. And it was kind of, you know, discerning. And, you know, you look ahead, when you start playing a little bit more talented teams and a little bit more disciplined teams, that's where the separation comes from, whether or not you, you go to Detroit in early December or, once again, you're sitting at home watching and getting ready for a nobody cares bowl game. Yeah, and kind of, you always, it's always unfortunate because the defense played so well and they were in a position to win on that last drive if they were able to hold that Notre Dame was able to march down the field. I just kind of and know, kind of know that we're playing with the results in hand. I, I don't know. I still kind of take that out of position of I'd rather have a chip shot field goal to win it and then know that, hey, something might happen rather than leave too much time. And I think for me, it's because there was still so much time on the clock. Like if it was, okay, you score, it's a bootleg, and there's 30 seconds left. Okay, I can understand that because now you're basically saying defense, just let them keep having chip shot, chip shot, dick and dunk down the field and then hail Mary again. I think if you're hovering around, hey, you can run a full two-minute offense, which teams practice and drill week after week. I think that that gave Notre Dame a little bit more confidence to be able to march down the field knowing that they had that much more time to work with. So, But I, I understand kind of both that conversation and it's going to be one that we, we'll probably continue to have the next time this happens. It's do you take the guarantee or do you take the uncertainty knowing that there is a greater chance for kind of a chip shot field goal? Because, like you said, run down the clock. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I see that, David. I, I think, but also, maybe if the game was tied, I could see that. If the game was tied or you had the, well, if you, if you had the lead and you score, you definitely put it away. I think if the game was tied, I think that's the smart move to do. Because if you miss, well, you're going in overtime. But being down 
And let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, Detmer was a great field goal kicker while we were broadcasting games here at WXUT. But in the MAC, some of the field goal kickers are dicey. So, like I said, I, I you could you could kind of argue you can go tick for tack for whether or not Finn should have went in and, and made the score. I personally think he should have went in and get the score. I'm hey, get in there, get the score. And I'll worry about everything else later. We're trying to get this W. I, I, I can't, you know, we don't know if he goes out of bounds, wastes the clock, and we make the chip shot field goal. We, we don't know that because, once again, I'd rather him just go score for the guarantee than do that. And let's say somebody goes offside, so then you're getting pushed back or something stupid. Ha- it, it always happens. It always happens. Something stupid happens to where – now it gets him out of the field goal range, even though it could be a chip shot. But I mean, then again, though, uh, I believe Notre Dame does have it's real grass, right? Uh, they don't they don't have yeah. the actual turf, so sometimes it's a little you know difficult to kick in the grass as well. I mean, a lot of things could happen. The wind could blow at the wrong time, and the ball just you know sails. The, the too much adrenaline for the kicker, and he wide right. I mean, look at how many times Florida, Florida State lost to Miami kicking field goals trying to win the game rest in peace to Bobby Bowden and then you see it go wide right or wide left so you know Finn went in there and got the score and and like you said the defense was playing well so you know they put it in their hands now think about it though too UT got the ball back I mean Notre Dame went down marched on the field scored so it wasn't like you it wasn't like Notre Dame scored oh clock expired we're done you know Carla you know Bradley Carter you know Carter I'm excuse me Carter, Carter Bradley fumbled you know, the, the the one thing, you know, if you're going to tuck it and run, you need to tuck it. And he had that ball out too much. And then soon, sure enough, someone came in there and knocked the ball out. So, you know, you had that. But I believe also there was an offsize right before that, too, that pushed them back. So, I mean, like I said, I, I would go in for the touchdown. I don't care. Go in for the touchdown and call it a day. Yeah, and like I totally agree. And I imagine kind of if you kind of pull – Kind of the coaches and even the players, you know, ninety nine percent would probably have thought the same thing in that moment. Kind of, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it sucks because that becomes so much more of a bigger question that we're asking and pondering because we're playing the results. And so, but I, I think this is going to be a learning experience, one way or the other. He's going to take this. He's going to build from it, and he's going to have this moment, and it's going to make him better. But, again, shout-out to and much respect for the Rockets. We went in there. We didn't, you know, keel over and just let Notre Dame wipe the floor with us. And it was it was a good game that went down to the very end. Right. And like I said, it was a minute 35, you know. It started at you know Notre Dame's twenty five minute thirty five. If you're thinking with the defense, what they can stop, they can actually have them at least make them at least run a minute off the clock, possibly. Um. So I mean, I, I'm looking at the 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 play by play. So it, basically, <laughs> Notre Dame scored with a minute nine left. So they didn't even let take off thirty seconds or anything like that. Which which is bad, you know. Which is bad. Like once again, um, they had an incomplete pass, but Toledo was called for holding. 
So, I mean, yeah. you know, then you got to end up getting a pass interference. Like we've, 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 like we've, we've, we've talked about what happens if those penalties don't happen? Does it eat more clock? Does it get them into a situation where, you know, it's a long fourth down or a long third down? That's what keeps you in the games. That That's the stuff that I think you maybe you should be focusing on more than Finn going in for the score. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be honest. Instead of Finn going in for the score, going for the win, and we, you know, doing that, how about the defense? And like I said, the defense did fantastic because, as you know and we know, Mac, Mac defenses are pretty bad. I mean, pretty much you go to a Mac football game, you know there's going to be a basketball score. You know, it's, it, the, the scores could be like that one year we, we played NIU and it was 63-60. to 60. You know, they was out there. I don't know if we were at the Glass Bowl or if we were at Savage Arena. I mean, it ended up being a basketball score. So those those are the things that I, that I look at. I think it was great. Now, with a minute nine left, the Rockets were able to get the ball back. And then, um, you know, once again, Toledo ended up getting a penalty for encroachment. So, I mean, that that's just stuff that you got to – that's stuff that you got to look at. And then – then you know Carter Bradley ended up fumbling. Yeah, it's going to be a game that's marked by, of course, like you said, you know, the penalties, shooting themselves in the foot in bad situations. That's going to be something that, as we're heading closer and closer into MAC play, that's. I mean, that just has to be cleaned up. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right, that is true. But like I said, I, 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 the only thing that I was disappointed about was it was on the Peacock Network, and then there was some. Now, I will say this: if people don't know this, is that BCSN, one of the local cable networks here, or the Buckeye Cable Network, they have the rights to replay the game. So I was able to watch the game on Sunday morning. Um, they do do that, but I, I I know a lot of people that were you know signing up for the Peacock. Then you got to go from the Peacock to the premium member to actually watch the Notre Dame game. Pretty interesting. Uh, that that was just my only my my only my only complaint was that. Um, but now we, we go on and we play you know Colorado State and it's here at the Glass Bowl. And as I mentioned earlier on the show, that people are already out tailgating. It's a beautiful day outside. Still weird that we don't have the east and west garages as they've been completely torn down. But there's actually people already in the parking lot, you know, getting ready for to get their tailgate on. Well, I mean, it's, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning, you know, noon. People are already, you know, three drinks in, <laughs> already raided the gas station, got their four locos and their mellow lights and Bud Light. And who's drinking for? I think it's more now White Claw. I think White Claw is now the, the, the popular drink now. Yeah, I mean, if if you want a true college experience, well, yeah. you're you're talking about your college experience from the early tens, uh, because I think didn't you graduate in thirteen or fourteen? Or twelve. Yeah, two thousand twelve, David. So you graduate, you went from oh eight to twelve. So think about it. You've been out of school ten years. So you know things change, David. Things change. I mean, I don't even know if you buy books anymore for school. I think everything's almost gone to digital. Yeah, I mean probably, but I don't. I think David, yeah. when you went to school here, I don't even think you were here for the new bookstore that's actually on the corner of uh, 
uh, Secor and Door. No, no, I was there for the yeah, the new Barnes and Noble was built. Oh, it was okay. I, I was just—I yeah. was trying to remember that, and because over there was actually a gas station, so I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm, I know I'm not trying to date you or anything like that, but I didn't know if you were old, <laughs> that old, where you graduated before the new Barnes and Noble. And now people don't know this is probably is that um, the the old bookstore was actually in the student union where they had the copy. I guess it's the pop copy now. Now the Chick Fil A was part of the the bookstore as well, but now where the credit union is and everything like that, that was actually the old bookstore. Um, actually, if you want to go way, way back, this is way back, a little history lesson for University of Toledo students, where the Chick-fil-A is now was actually the original bookstore on campus in the student union, um, where where Chick-fil-A used to be and where they got the little copy center actually was a newer addition to the student union, I believe, was built almost, I think, 30 years ago. So there's there's that that, that part there where the old bookstore for you was was actually a newer addition that was added to the student union around 1990, 91, I believe, or the late 80s. Yeah, I just still upset that they tore down my, you know, my Taco Bell to put that new well, that they just moved, Plaza. Dude, they moved the, they just, they moved the Taco Bell across the street. You know, you know, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, you know, trying to cross, trying to cross that street, you know, Already bad for your health. Oh, that's true. You, that's right. You were in the dorms. Yeah, it, it was cool to have the Taco Bell actually in the Rocket uh, <laughs> Rocket Hall uh, parking lot, so you could just walk on over there and get you some uh, Taco Bell. It, what other people don't know is this is too is that there was a McDonald's where the where the Barnes and Nobles at too. It was a gas station and it was a McDonald's, but that McDonald's was torn down way before you, I think you even got got here. But other than that, though, that that's. That's neither here nor there, though. But I, I didn't know that you were here for the new the new Barnes and Noble. But as we get back to the original thought, things change in college, and you know you were probably doing the four locos. People are probably doing White Claw now. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully they're all doing it, and hopefully we can get a rocket win. Right. Speaking of which, uh, as we end up this segment here, um, there's a there's a new show here on eighty eight point three WXGT. It's called. Uh, Bancroft High, <laughs> it's it's funny because you, you got to either be from here or you got to be old. You know, um, Kevin, the station, I think station, the new station manager actually has a show called Bancroft High. I think it's on six to eight in the morning. You know why it's you know what the, the moniker Bancroft High means, David? Uh. I mean, I know it's an old reference if they're doing, like, the Ridgemont High thing. Because they're trying to do a playoff of that show. No. <laughs> All right, so, you know, here's here's the, here's the uh, actual um, reason why it's called Bancroft High. The nickname from the University of Toledo, if, if you're old enough to remember this, is it's Bancroft High. Um, the founder of University of Toledo is Jessup Scott, which, if, you, if you're familiar with this area, is Scott High School. That's the person that founded the University of Toledo. But before, actually, before it became a state school, it was actually called Toledo University. Now, the, the older people, now, some, most of them have kind of passed on. If you talk to older people that are from Toledo, we'll still call it TU. 
there was really a debate on what would call it ut or tu now that some of the younger people come in as ut but the, the joke was back in the day kind of a slight on university of toledo was it was called bancroft high I didn't know if you knew that or not. I don't know if that's you know that part of that rocket history for you. Yeah, that's, that's definitely you know a little bit a little bit before my time. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of before my time too, but because I'm from the area, I you know you hear the old school folks talking about it. But I didn't know if anyone had you know told you those stories about the University of Toledo. Definitely have to have to look that tune in well I, I guess the answer is no no one's told you that story <laughs> nope. you didn't know it so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick commercial break when we return we have david the man of god harris's anticipated segment all the time of winners and losers can we get a a snippet or what you're gonna talk about uh taking it back old school if you're a college football powerhouse in 2005 last week was Rough. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, we'll take a quick commercial break. Make, make sure you always listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud on NWHTs after further review with a picture of Frank Vashner in the horse's head. Also, if you're listening to the live radio, um, we get back in the groove of things, especially when Frank comes back not officiating, you know, making an official whistle. We'll be on right after Tim and Vicky's theme park always airing from 9 to 11 when we return we got winners and losers from david the man of god harris <laughs> 